0: Here's a story from the world. It is a historic week of reckoning in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Belgium's King Philippe paid a visit to the former Belgian colony in Central Africa. This regime was that of an unequal relationship, King Philippe said on Wednesday. He called it unjustifiable and said it was marked by paternalism and racism. The Belgian rule over the Congo was brutal. By some estimates, up to 10 million people were killed by atrocities, famine, or died from introduced diseases from 1885 to 1908, when the territory was personally owned by Belgian King Leopold II. But from the Western perspective, the Congo was a place to exploit. Here lived Africa's peoples, buried in their jungle, too backward to realize the inheritance it offered the untapped resources of their vast continent. That's a clip from the 1950 film Congo Harvest. There is a lot to understand about Belgium's colonial rule in Central Africa and how the modern democratic republic of the Congo reconciles the past and sees its future. We're turning to Charles Chimanga Kashama to learn more. Charles is an associate professor in the Department of History at the University of Nevada, Reno. Uh, Charles, what is the significance of this visit by King Philippe of Belgium for Congolese people? Thank you, Marco. Uh,
1: for the Congolese people, this is historical because the last visit from a Belgian king, it was a long time ago uh, between the two countries. Uh, this is really a big event, and especially in the context of what's going on right
0: now. How is Belgium's colonial rule remembered today in Congo? So in
1: Congo, we have a generation of people who have not known about the Belgian colonialism. But for most Congolese, uh, they remember the brutality of the Congo Free State, which was led by King Leopold II. And they expect King Philip to apologize for the past, for the brutality of that regime, for the exploitation of the Congo. But since his visit uh, King Philip yesterday, he said it once again that he was presenting his deepest regret to the Congolese people. So, uh, so far, he has not apologised.
0: So, as you said, King Philippe this week in Congo said he deeply regretted what happened but has not apologized. I mean, that's the monarchy and Congolese are still waiting. But has Belgium's government done enough to acknowledge that history? Following the death of George Floyd here in the
1: U.S. in 2020, there is ongoing debate in Belgium. So the Congolese diaspora living in Belgium launched a debate. They began asking Congolese government to revisit Belgian colonialism in the Congo. So as we speak, there is a commission, a special commission, working with uh, a number of experts trying to get a good understanding of what happened in the Congo at the time of Belgian colonialism. So I'm one of the experts working with them, giving them my feedback. So as we speak, there is this
0: ongoing debate So Charles, you've recently joined a special Belgian Parliamentary Commission working to recognize Belgium's colonial past in the Congo. What are your hopes for this commission? My hope is that this is not just something that is used
1: to kick the can down the road. Uh, My hope is that we can, after the work is done, recommendations made by experts would be followed by legislations and new ways of doing business between the two countries. That's my hope. And I have to emphasize the word
0: hope. Mm. So how do you see Belgium and Congo moving forward from here? Here is my expectation. I hope to see some changes. I want the
1: paradigm to shift. You know, the Congo is one of the places with uh, so many raw materials. Most of the tools that we use today are from the Congo. Cobalt, which is used to make batteries uh, for electric car, Coltane, which is used to be making cell phones, laptop, and so on, are from the Congo. Going back to even King Leopold II, the Congo has been seen mostly as the place you can go, dig, get raw material, and use them to make many of the manufactured goods that we are using in the Western world. Mm, Well, we heard that clip from that Congo harvest earlier. Yes. So the Congolese president says this, if you want to go to the Congo to do business... We want a kind of a win-win partnership. Uh, He used the French word, partenariat gagnant-gagnant. A win-win partnership, Hmm. which means we don't want you just to come and dig, get the raw material. But we also want you to help Congolese government build some plants in the Congo so that this can also create jobs and help Congolese
0: people to continue moving forward. What do you think it will really take for Belgium and the Democratic Republic of Congo to work together as equals? Because Belgium has not left the Congolese on equal footing. Yes. So that's why I think that the pressure coming from the ground,
1: the pressure coming from uh, the diaspora, the pressure coming from the academic world, I hope that this uh, maybe lead Belgium to be making some uh, needed adjustment. I'm not foolish. I understand that relationships between states are based on interest. And as we speak, Belgium is more powerful than the Congo. So it's up to the Congolese
0: to work hard to become really equal partners with Belgium. Charles Shimanga Kashama is an associate professor in the Department of History at the University of Nevada, Reno. Charles, thank you very much for speaking with us and helping us understand the history of the DRC. Really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for the opportunity to
0: chat with you.